Hey there, friends, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the podcast where we spotlight stories of resilience, triumph, tenacity, and growth beyond breast cancer. I'm your host, Shannon Burroughs, not just a realtor, but a living example of breaking through the chains of breast cancer and emerging as a more vibrant, empowered version of myself. As a driving force behind Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, we'll go beyond the expected narratives. This isn't just a podcast. It's a testament to the strength within each of us. Throughout our episodes, we'll not only explore the incredible stories of survivors, caregivers, and healthcare champions, but also delve into how I personally busted out of breast cancer, showcasing the keys that led to not just survival, but true thriving, shaping a better version of myself. In the realm of real estate, I've understood the value of location, the journey of resilience, I've discovered the power of determination. Together, we'll navigate the landscape, providing not just tales, but tangible ways to rise above adversity. This is more than overcoming. It's about transformation. As we peel back the layers of these narratives, we'll uncover the blueprint for breaking free from the constraints of breast cancer and blossoming into a resilient, thriving existence. So whether you're a warrior in the battle, a supporter on the sidelines, or someone seeking a fresh perspective and becoming a better version of yourself, busting out of breast cancer is for you. This podcast isn't just a testament to survival. It's a celebration of growth where we explore how breaking free can lead to life that's not just lived, but truly embraced. I'm Shannon Burroughs, your guide through this journey of strength and resilience. This is Busting Out of Breast Cancer. Are you ready to thrive beyond breast cancer, break barriers, build bridges, and become the best version of yourself? Well, then let's go. Because today we have on our podcast, Miss Jenny Swain. She comes to us from Madison, Wisconsin. She also is a realtor. And you're probably like, why on earth do you have another realtor on your podcast when you're a realtor and you're showcas- showcasing Shannon Burroughs Group and whatnot, because you know what? It's not about me. It's not about just Shannon Burroughs Group. It's about sharing and uniting as thrivers and being able to share our stories and have a platform for that because cancer is not always a death sentence. And that's what I love about the story that you're going to hear from Jenny is because she had those same exact feelings and she came out even stronger. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Jenny, I'm glad you adorable like What? I know. And it's so bad. I'm so sorry, listeners. I try so hard to like not talk so fast. That's like the New England in me. And it's really, really bad. I try, But when I try to talk slow, I feel like I'm special. I'm like, and so blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, so are you complimenting my friends back here? I am. They're so cute. Your little koala. And what's that other little guy? Uh, Fox sloth. Oh, so cute. Oh, oh, yeah. So cute. So okay. Jenny, tell us, you are a breast cancer thriver and we spoke briefly about your story. And what I love is that you kind of have the same mentality as me is like, okay, well, we have a diagnosis. Like, let's get through this shit, you know, like, yep. let's go, you know, move it right along. So tell me when, when did you, um, did you discover a lump? When did you discover a lump? How did that happen? Like, tell me about your diagnosis and all that. I laid in bed in July of 2021 mm-hmm. and I kind of stretched and felt my armpit and I'm like, honey, is this normally here? And he's like, no. And immediately freaked out. We happened to be at our little beach house in Florida. And ironically, a girlfriend was coming down to join us who was a breast cancer survivor recently. And I'm like, I'm going to have Shannon feel this. Her name's Shannon too. And, oh, uh, funny. Yeah, it wasn't so me, I mean, folks, by the way. It was not me. <laughs> yeah. You weren't feeling my boobs. But, nope. Um, <laughs> So pretty immediately, we found out that it was indeed cancer and, um, you know, just the whirlwind that comes with that. And like I was telling you, Shannon, I, you know, kind of am in my own little selfish world most days. I think a lot of us are. And, you know, things outside of my radar are outside of my radar, including breast cancer. I had never had a reason to think about breast cancer. And 
I've seen all the pink ribbons and the pink walks and the but I'm like, yeah, that's somebody else's problem. And just never really tuned into it. And so when I was diagnosed, I thought, and my family thought, well, I'm probably gonna die. And I will definitely lose my boobs and I'm definitely lose my hair. And so um, it was just kind of a moment where like time stood still and my family freaked out. I have five adult sons and a very um, sweet, emotional husband. And it was just <laughs> like, okay, everybody calm down. Uh, I, I might die and I'm not dead yet. So can we not grieve? So um, can we enjoy me process now? Of, uh -huh, what? Can we join me now? Enjoy me now? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the process was fascinating. Um, and I feel like starting with that kind of worst case scenario mindset really helped me because during my uh, first appointments, um, first thing she said was, oh, no, I don't think you're going to lose your boobs. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to lose my boobs. And then she said, no, I don't think you're going to, first of all, she said, you're not going to die. Well, that's and exactly then, what you No, want I don't here. think you're going to lose your hair. Yeah. And, and you're going to exactly lose your hair, we'll do cold. Okay. I'm like, really? Like, my biggest concern is I didn't want to look sick. I'm, I'm the breadwinner in our family, and I don't want people to think that I'm not working. Like, I couldn't have them think I wasn't mm -hmm. working. And I intended yeah. to keep working, which I did. So, anyways, um, it felt like during my diagnosis, they started giving me things back which was really empowering because I'm like, oh, well, now it's not so bad. And oh, now it's even less bad. And so just plowed through the steps. And, you know, luckily with my career, I could be flexible with the million appointments. And and sure. it really just, I always say, I hate to downplay the whole experience, but it just really wasn't that bad for me. And mm -hmm. I think, I think in short, all the positives were way more than the negatives for me in terms of, um, personal growth, family growth, um, my ability to kind of mentor other ladies as they go through this. I mean, immediately you're connected with a bunch of other people in your same spot, Facebook yep. groups and um, local groups. And it's it's such a um, strong community of women. Like it's just, it's a really cool, I don't want to say it's a fun club to be a part of, but it's a fun club to be a part of, you know, like it's very supportive. The You know, I mean, it's you're in a unique life or death situation, you know? I so anyways, um, club you never want to be a part of with the best members. Yes, for sure. So I just literally, I luckily my treatment was starting with surgery, which I don't know why. And then actually the day before surgery was scheduled, they discovered another lump in my other breast, which I don't know why the hell they weren't looking at my other boob this whole time. Right. But all of a sudden a different cancer, it was even a different makeup. So the, uh, you know, all of you listening will probably know it's, it was, you know, a different, I'll see what they are, but anyways, a totally different cancer in the other room. Luckily it didn't change the schedule and we went ahead with surgery the very next day. So I started treatment with surgery. So essentially by the time I was going through chemo and radiation, I was already cancer free physically. Like it was, it was taken out of me. So I think that that was a, I loved to start that way. Cause I always feel like, what, what does it feel like when you still have that cancer in you and mm -hmm. you're going through one radiation that would drive me nuts. So obviously I didn't choose it. I didn't, wasn't consulted on it, but I'm really, I really loved the way that that went in retrospect, you know, mine were um, left side was 2.7 centimeters, ERPR positive and HER2 negative, a three centimeter tumor and one lymph node stage 2B. 
And then right side was 1.1 centimeter ER positive, PRHER2 negative, stage 1A. So two different cancers, two different boobs, same time, which is bizarre. Obviously, one was probably there longer. Um, anyways, so, so now I'm two years post, and I'm still, yeah, I'm still taking the letrozole, which is the oral chemo, mm -hmm. obviously. I have zero side effects, like none. Um, so except uh, in mm -hmm. the lady department, I should say. Sorry, my phone is talking to us. Uh, the sexual Busy department. Busy real life. <laughs> huh? Busy yeah, realtor life. Uh, so that's about it. I mean, I really just, I hate to downplay the, the seriousness of it or the trauma of it, because there certainly was. The one, time, the one time I cried was when the second chemo, having done the cold capping, which meant I wasn't going to lose my hair. It fell out anyways into against the clumps. And the low point for me was face down in my sink while my husband shaved my head. And I'm like, damn it. I didn't want to be bald, you know? And then it turned out to be awesome being bald. Like, why can't we just fucking be bald? There was no, <laughs> like, you're, you get out of the shower and you're like ready to go. Like it was winter. I just threw on a knit cap. I bought these cool hat hair things, like baseball cap with long hair. It was awesome. I had a knit cap one and a baseball cap. I don't know. I'm going to be on the team bald women campaign because how come guys can do it? Right. Awesome. And that I always joke, like, how come? Women can't have hair anywhere else on your whole body, but you got to have it here. Or right. You're, you're like, like, how do we shave it, pluck it, everything anywhere else? Don't have it on your hoo-ha. Don't have it on your arms or your cheeks, <laughs> but you have to have it here. So anyways, that was that fascinating. That is an interesting concept. That's funny. It's like, we're like Q-tips. We walk around with this little fluff of hair on top of our head. Like, what are we in the, in the, are we trying to stay warm? Like, why do we have it? It's weird. So it's anyways, an interesting it's, concept that you say that because it, it like for some women, like their hair defines them. You know? For sure. Well, think how much money we spend. I'm like, I, look in my bathroom, honey, like all this shit. I wouldn't even need if I didn't have hair. Like we put right. it, color it, cut it, to curl it, to style it, to perm it, to like how much money in our personal budget is spent on. And we do it for each other. Us women. Like it's done. So I just yeah. cut mine all off again. It had gone all the way long. I thought it was going to be all silver. I wished it was all silver and it's not. So that's adorable. It's, I don't really care if it's adorable or not. It's so much easier. I mean, I'm trying not to look like too butch, but that's so sorry. cute. So <laughs> I know you say that you don't want to downplay um, your cancer diagnosis and your cancer journey and everybody's journey is totally different. And I feel like you and I can relate in the sense of like, cause I always say, you're so happy. How are you so bubbly? How do you stay so positive? I'm like, well, it's a choice. Number one. Yeah. Um, I choose happiness. I choose joy. I choose to be happy. Like because tomorrow's never promised and today's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Right. So like, let's make, let's make it great. Um, so I, my diagnosis was not the same as yours. You said you were stage two B. Oops. Now I gotta look. Yeah. Two B mm -hmm. on the left side. Yep. And then what were you on the right? Um, two B and one A. And one A. So that's DCIS, but it was a super high grade. So it was, my rate of recurrence was super um, high, which is why I went for the double vasectomy because I wasn't interested in, you know, doing this whole dance again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I too only had like one, you know, one 
one reason for crying and that's because my daughter was nine and at that point um she's a little snuggle bunny and so when she would put her head on my chest i couldn't feel it and so like that was like the hardest part for me and like i still talk about so i'll probably get through this really fast so i don't have to cry right now but like that was hard because i had to go through in vitro her and so for me that was really super emotional because i'm there's still that attachment of like the mother daughter you know what i mean like you there's so much i could care like i don't care if i have boobs or not i mean i do they're just part of us it's like hair right right but knowing that like I fed her through my breasts and like we had a connection as a mother daughter and like she would like to just put her head on my chest and then when she would hug me I couldn't like I feel like there's like a disconnect and that's what really that's what makes me cry that's what pisses me off about it um but I like Mm -hmm. to I like to do this podcast to to share other people's journeys other opinions because you know even though you may have the same exact diagnosis you're not gonna have the same exact treatment which I always find interesting right because it always seems like doctors and the medical professionals so like well, here's your diagnosis. And then this is what we're going to do to fix it. Like, mm, yeah, but like, hi, I'm me. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different things that go along with that. So I find it interesting that, you know, you did your, your cool cat first and then you did your lumpectomy and then you did the treatment where some people do the treatment first to try to kind of minimize it. And then they go through and do the treatment. So it's very interesting. I always like to hear different, different philosophies of, you know, how they, how they tackle the cancer. How did they find yeah. that um, a lump the day before the lumpectomy? I was like, did anyone look at my other boob? Cause like, it seems to me that we should look at my other boob, like anyone. And so they're, I mean, I thought that we did kind of, but I felt like they were just kind of pushing that one aside because I felt it in the other one, you know, I'm right. sure they looked at them, but it's uh, really hard to see. And it was way under against my breastbone, but sure enough, it was freaking there. I'm like, am I the doctor here? Like, could we- <laughs> So we're good. I mean, they said, oh, it would have probably been treated with the radiation and the chemo anyways. I'm like, yeah, but could we just get that lump out of there? Like, anyway, so that's how I just said, could, did you look? Could we look? So, and honestly, I'm not a driver that way in terms of my health. Like I trusted them to be doing what mm-hmm. they were doing, but it just occurred to me. I'm like, did we really examine this other one? So they couldn't believe it. They're like, and it was a different makeup, you know, just a different cancer. So that's crazy. Anyway. Well, and then to the point, like I'm always like really pushing and really saying like, you need to be your own advocate for your own health. Right. Because no one else is going to do it for you. And you would think that the doctor would check both breasts because you want to have a baseline and just to confirm like, okay, if you have one, like you said, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, who knows. But again, to the point, like be your own advocate. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. We'll be right back. And we're going to continue this conversation as to how you are coming out of IV. And then we will wrap it up and people will be able to, uh, you'll be able to share with us how people can get in touch with you. Great. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by the Shannon Burroughs Real Estate Group, where we are committed to changing the world one smile at a time and giving back to breast cancer and our communities. Did you know that Shannon Burroughs, our founder and lead realtor, is a breast cancer survivor? Shannon found her purpose at the intersection of passion and pain while navigating her own journey and wants to give back and help others. At the Shannon Burroughs Real Estate Group, we're dedicated to providing exceptional service to our clients while also making a positive impact in our community. For every home sold, a portion of our commission goes towards supporting breast cancer organizations to help women on a local level and be a resource through their journey. We believe that everyone deserves a safe, comfortable, and happy home, and we're here to help make that a reality. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in a real estate will be with you every step of the way. And when you're working with us, you will not only be supporting your own goals, 
but also helping others through their breast cancer. So cheers to Shannon Burroughs Real Estate Group, where you can trust that your dreams and values are in good hands. No matter where you live, we can help you. Visit our website at shannonburroughs.com or give us a call today at 561-494-6389 to learn more. Here we are. Welcome back. We have Jenny Swain here with us. She is a, an amazing thriver here who didn't take her diagnosis lightly, but she did come out thriving and say, okay, well, we have a problem. Fix it. Now let's move on. And she is probably one of the ones that absolutely was not opposed to losing her hair. So figure that one out, right? <laughs> anyway, I was opposed to it. After it happened, I embraced it. How about that? Yes, that's probably a better way to put it. So welcome back, Jenny. Now that we are two years cancer-free, congratulations. What yeah. are you doing? Um, what are you doing with the journey? Are you are you utilizing that to help us move forward? Do you do walks? Do you get involved? Like, what do you do? Um, I, I, I should say I don't do as much as I could or should, as in most areas of my life. Um, I, I would say personally, I'm busy uh, appreciating my life and my relationships and my family and really um, focusing more on what matters than my career, which I've, for 32 years, that's all I've been is mm -hmm. realtor. Like, honestly, I, I'm like a paper doll, just a realtor because it's uh, I've been the breadwinner. So I'm working on um, enriching my own life with hobbies and things that, because how am I supposed to retire if all I am is Jenny the realtor, right? But as far as giving back, I am I stay really involved in the breast cancer Facebook groups locally and nationally. And it's so that's where I got most of my support and comfort and info was literally from breast cancer Facebook groups, which was perfect. You know, not no doctors in there, just real real talk. So and then I think I told you I have an interview or one of two training sessions tonight for ABCD, which is yes. after breast cancer diagnosis to be a little um, I don't know what they call them, peers or something where women who are first diagnosed can talk to somebody real and and you mentor them kind of through their whole journey. So I'm excited about that. that. And then what I really love, which has nothing to do with it, but I am uh, for the last year, I had to put this off because I was just diagnosed when I was finally called after five years is I'm a baby snuggler in the NICU for preemies. So, oh my gosh, how does that happen? You get on the waiting list. That. Seven years on a waiting list. So, yeah. Really? So, like I said, at first there was COVID, so we couldn't do it then. And then I got I got called and diagnosed at like the first same week. I'm like, um, can I do it while I'm going through breast cancer treatment? They're like, yeah, no. So, so anyway. <laughs> you're that like, was you're like, why? I got this. That was something to look forward to during my treatment. You know, it's like, come on, like, come here. give me the babies. So yeah, that's been really fun. But that's, that's pretty so fun. It's volunteer, but nothing to do with breast cancer. But I know so I appreciate it. That's like that's you back to the community, right? You're helping the little babies. For sure. Yes. For sure. The ABCD uh mentoring or ambassador, whatever it's called, sounds really fun. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Have you done it? Somebody were you the one who did it? Somebody else no. did it. Once okay. you were telling me about that, I looked it up and I I'm in a dark hole, and I was like, "Oh my god, I could totally get in there." I like, stop, Shannon, stop. <laughs> you know, well, I even asked her if there was such a thing as being too positive, you know, with fresh diagnoses, you know, because I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. They might die, but I didn't die, and that, that, that so I don't know. It's 
it'll be interesting. I have two training sessions, so I'm sure I'll learn all of that. But That's fantastic. Well, I can't wait to hear all about that part of it because that sounds pretty awesome. And just so the listeners know, you're in Madison, Wisconsin, right? Um, yeah. And you're a realtor there. And yeah. you service the... Dane County area. Yeah, yeah. the Dane County area, Madison, Middleton, Verona, all the surrounding communities. But at 32 awesome. years street crazy how that goes (laughs) (laughs) but that's good though um so what is the best way for people to find you um jenny pardon me i didn't know if it was social media or email the best way for them yeah email is great um or yeah email is great really it's because i'm transitioning to another company like we talked about so jenny at jennyswain.com is my email um, it's Jenny with a Y, S-W-A-I-N as in Nancy. Yep. Jenny Swain. Jenny with a Y. There's so Jenny many, I don't even know what your age is, but there's so like, I feel like that was like the popular name growing up. Like Jenny and Kelly, those are the names I had in my. My, when my, there was like always five or six other Jennies in my class and my, let's see, cause it was the number one girl's name, but I also knew another Jennifer Lynn Meyer was my maiden name. I'm like, really? Because Meyer, really? so, you know, Meyer is obviously common, but. Oh, funny. Um, so <laughs> quick question. I have to do a little like spitfire round at the end, if you don't mind. Okay. Nothing, nothing to be like worried about or anything. Just super fun. Okay. Um, what's your favorite color? Red. Because of my company. <laughs> okay. And your- <laughs> what's your favorite beverage? It used to be red wine, but I'm two months sober. Oh, good for you. Is that because Change of cancer or just because you're like, okay. Way past time. But yeah, so now I would say my favorite beverage is like a ginger beer or something. A ginger beer. Ooh, that was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. in the cold weather? Sure. Smoke <laughs> it up. Actually, we found, we've been working on, my husband quit too, but we have all these awesome NA options. Who knew? Like, there's whole walls full in the liquor store now. But we found one that's like a gin and tonic that's so good. And I just pour it all the way up to the top with some ice and just sip off the top. Tastes exactly like a cocktail. It's really good. Well, that's good. Favorite book? Oh, my Lord. Uh, Well, Eat, Pray, Love, but I haven't read it in many, many years. And now I've had, oh, how about Layla? Is that the name of it? Layla? Colleen Hooper or Colleen... Is that what it's called, Layla? It's just like a thriller. I've been starting to read a lot more and listening to podcasts as I'm, not podcasts, but listening to books as I'm crafting, which I'm doing little stained glass flowers and things and things. Yeah, it's super fun. So I have a big studio set up in my house. And yeah, so I listen to books while I'm crafting completely out of my whatever normal routine. And all of that is to help stop drinking too. You know, you got to change things up. Keep you busy. Congratulations. And last one, what is your favorite uh, restaurant in Madison? I don't know. My husband's a really good cook, so we rarely go out to eat. Like, honestly, we go out to eat and we're like, oh, we should have. Yeah. Yeah, right? Well, not only that's so expensive now. All right. Favorite food or meal? What's your favorite thing he cooks? Uh, He cooks something different every single (laughs) night. I would say anything like olive capery, um, pasta you know, just, he, he makes so many yummy things. I don't know. Lucky you. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah. I know it's, it's awesome. And and because he cooks, he also grocery shops. So you have a maid. Okay. Yeah. It is a total win. And one last question. What's one piece of advice that you would give to listeners that are newly diagnosed? Um, this, um, you know, have your questions ready. Don't blow things out of proportion. It's, it's curable in most cases The breast cancer treatment has come so far. Um, and look around, you know, there's so many survivors, right? I mean, you wouldn't believe if you just opened your eyes, you wouldn't believe how many women you already know that have survived breast cancer. So, yeah. Like you said, it's a club. And I always say it's a club you never want to be a part of, but it has the best members. It does. Yeah. Awesome. It does. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. And thank, thank you, you listeners. Thank you, my resilient friends, for joining us on another empowering episode of Busting of Breast Cancer. We trust that our journey through stories of triumph, resilience, and growth has left you informed, uplifted, and inspired. Remember, you are not alone in fight against breast cancer. If you or someone you know needs support, reach out to a healthcare professional, a breast cancer support organization, or me. I'm always here to listen, chat, and offer support. Early detection is the key, so please prioritize your regular cancer screenings. And if you're in the market for a new home, looking to sell, or ready to invest, don't hesitate to contact me, your favorite fun, resilient realtor and podcast host. Together, we can make your real estate dreams a reality while making a difference in the ongoing fight against breast cancer. If you or someone you know would like to share their journey as a guest on our podcast, reach out to us at smile at shannonbros.com. Your stories matter, and they have the power to inspire countless others. Thank you again for lending us your ears and for being a part of this community. We look forward to reconnecting with you next week on another episode of Busting Out of Breast Cancer, where together we'll continue to bust out of breast cancer and thrive. Until then, stay resilient, stay inspired, and keep thriving. I'm Shannon Burroughs, your guide to resilience and strength. This is Busting Out of Breast Cancer. See you next week.